praise the name of Jesus Christ and we trust the name of the Lord that even right now you are connected in this is our freedom streams program whereby we do experience Christ in his word do enjoy his glorious name every day through his word and I am going even today to take you in the details of our teaching this is pastor Dennis of other from freedom experience ministry that is in Kampala Uganda and whenever you you uh, you connect with us you'll find that we have brought in other new teaching uh, series and even other new teaching episodes like today we are coming in with another episode that is episode 25 we trust the lord that if you have been following right from where we started started from you are now enjoying this wonderful truth and revelation in the word uh, you are enjoying it, you are experiencing it so I, I encourage you to even share and invite a brother tell them to come and they join us that we may move together in this wonderful experience of the word uh, our task in this teaching series is that we reveal to you the God that is having a desire and a plan in the New Testament. So our message is about experiencing God's New Testament plan. He has a plan in the New Testament. In these uh, 27 books, we see the revelation of what God has in mind, putting it into a reality and to us, making it manifest for us to touch it, for us to uh, enjoy it and experience it. see, in the in the Old Testament was contained and we couldn't have any light to understand what God was up to. But even in the books of the Old Testament, he began to unveil himself throughout the scriptures. Then by the time we come to the New Testament, we are able to see him in plain words and what kind of God is dispensing himself into man. And even we have gone through up to something like 20 29 uh, 29 aspects that reveal the this God the, the, the uh, God the Father to us in plain words and I, I want us today to continue to see another way God has revealed himself we have see, discovered in through 29 aspects he has been uh, explaining himself in plain words Revealing himself in plain words. We have read a lot of scriptures with a lot of titles of what this God is. But he also, uh, we shall continue with our part B whereby God, in his person, the person of God, is also revealed in parables. In parables, and that's when we come in the New Testament to see the parables, in the, especially in the book of Matthew. We have a lot of parables that reveal this God whereby God is revealing himself. Now in the parables, uh, we have the parable of the evil husband, husband man, the evil husband man. When you come to Matthew chapter 21, Matthew 21, yes, uh, verses 33 to 46, begin with that uh, scripture in the book of Matthew, whereby uh, we see that Matthew 21, 33 to 46, it's a long story, but we see that God is the householder there. And I, 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 I would want to pick some of the, the verses like concerning this, Matthew 21, 33 says that there was a man, a householder, 
and this householder planted vineyard and put a hedge around it and he dug a wine press in it and built a tower and leased it out to husbandmen and went into another country now when you read unto this when you come across this parable you see that the here the householder is god himself in the vineyard is the city of Jerusalem in those days uh, you can you can we can also add on Isaiah chapter 5 verse 1 let me try to to dig some scriptures for you so that we may move along and we move together when you come to go back to the old T- testament and uh, we come to Isaiah chapter 5 remember there was a, a, a parable in in Isaiah 5 talking about a vineyard of the Lord that was destroyed. Verse 1 says, Now I will sing to my beloved a song of, of my beloved concerning his vineyard. My beloved has a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. So, he was talking about the people of Jerusalem and uh, he termed them as his vineyard. So we see that the story goes on to, to reveal to us that uh, the husband man uh, the, the husbandmen whereby this householder delivered his vineyard these husbandmen are the leaders of Israel in those days because Jesus was now still in his physical life and he was giving an illustration there were leaders that were husbandmen whereby he had delivered responsibility, delivered the household to them but they did not care when you read verse 34 uh, of Matthew 21, where we are getting our big story concerning this parable, you see that in verse 34, he goes on to say that, And when the season of the fruits drew near, he sent his servants to the vine dressers to receive its fruit. See, he had commissioned to some uh, vine husbandmen to take care of his vineyard. Now, in this parable, we see that as the householder God sent his slaves, the prophets, then later on the householder sent his son Jesus Christ. So when Jesus was incarnated. Now, eventually we see that the householder destroyed the evil husbandmen. Then he leased the vineyard to other to other husbandmen. So this this was fulfilled when Titus, if you are good at reading by a church history, when Titus and his army destroyed Jerusalem uh, in AD 70, you see that the, that the other husbandmen in this parable were now the apostles. The apostles that walked and lived with Jesus Christ. They now took care of the church. Because uh, the, the temple was destroyed, and now everything was handed to the apostles, and that's when the church was taken care of. And uh, this is this church is the kingdom of God that is mentioned in verses uh, forty-one of Matthew twenty-one. You see that in verse forty-one it says that, and they said to him, "Bad men will miserably destroy them and rent out his vineyard." other vine dressers will give him the fruits in their season. Now the apostles and including us, we have the responsibility as handed over 
his vineyard to us and we need to produce fruit in the due season to him is waiting to reap from our efforts because he has handed it over to the apostles ministers of the of, of the word of god hallelujah so this is something awesome now we will continue to see other parables like the king the parable of the marriage feast I, I believe that in Matthew 22 verse 1 to 14 we all know about God as the king in the parable of the marriage and the, this child that was to marry was Jesus Christ the Bible says in verses 2 of Matthew 22 um, the kingdom of heavens was likened to a man a king who made a marriage feast for his son it says that he made a marriage feast for his son. This son here is Jesus Christ. The king here is God and the son is Christ. Now, you will see that first according to this parable, God sent slaves. We have seen. And even this parable he sent. The first group of the New Testament apostles are the people that he sent. Praise the name of Jesus. To call those who were invited to the marriage feast. Verse 3 is talking about go and call those that are be go, go and bid and call those that are must be on this marriage. They were invited. In verse 3, they refused to come. Later on, we see that he, he sends other slaves, the apostles. And now we see that they are they are sent later by the Lord. In verses 4, he says, Go. He sends them, go. In verses 6, you read the entire story. I want to just reveal to you what is in each verse. Verse 6 and 7, we see that the king became angry. He became angry with those who mistreated his slaves and killed them. What happened is that he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Now, these were the Roman troops, if you are a, a, a church history reader. These were the Roman troops that destroyed under Titus. They destroyed Jerusalem in AD 70. Jerusalem was destroyed because they did not uh, receive the, the, the apostles. They don't receive the word of God. So we have out of parables like we have one in Luke chapter 11 verses 5 to 8 it talks about the friend in the parable of assistant prayer. So God is talking about himself as the friend in the parable of the persistent prayer. Christ becomes our friend. And when you go to look to read Luke uh, chapter 11 verse 5 to 8, it speaks of a parable illustrating the persistent prayer. How we ought to pray and we cease not prayer. Now, in this parable, we see that God to whom we pray is likened to our friend. And we are likened to his friend. I believe I should read some verses for you in Luke chapter 11. The Bible talks about, you see we have some scenarios, Luke 11 and Luke 18. But Luke 11 talks about him being a friend whereby we come in the night. And the Bible says that uh, the, the disciples wanted to learn to pray. They come to Jesus. Teaches them how to pray. Then it comes to verse 5. 
Verse 5 it tells it says that and he said to them Which of you shall have a friend shall go to him at midnight and say to him friend lend me three loaves It says verse 6 for a friend of mine has come from a journey and I have nothing to set before him and he answering from inside may say do not trouble me the door is now shut and my children are in bed with me i cannot rise and give to you and says that i say to you though you will not rise and give to him because he is his friend yet because of his importunity in other words he keeps on knocking the door keeps on knocking the door because of his importunity he will arise and give him as many as he needs so lord is likening himself to this friend that whereby we come in prayer it indicates that in prayer god is intimate to us when we come to prayer we are coming to a friend more than god is a friend god becomes intimate to us in prayer we are intimate to him in a mutual love The one that is knocking is a friend to the one that to whom is knocking uh, uh and uh, we see that uh, the one inside is a friend but put some conditions that checks the importunity of this friend that is knocking whether we are persistent enough So this picture of intimacy between friends announces the religious concept of reverence in our prayer to God whereby worry if god is going to kill you you sinned yesterday so you you fear even to come to repent you see you you that was religion whereby we could come to a god that is not friend to us so this parable is showing us that we with the believers we have intimacy we have intimacy between god our father and even us your friends It's not something like a religion whereby we are coming to a god who is not even in us hallelujah so we are going to continue with our fourth parable that reveal god in, uh, in the new testament being that the lord the parable of the unfruitful fig tree do you remember luke chapter 13 verses 6 to 9 whereby um if we can read there we see that uh, it was Jesus giving us another illustration in 13 it says that uh, uh, when we read from verse 3 it says uh, okay let me get let us start from verses 6 uh, verses 6 to 9 see that he mentions this parable of the barren fig tree and he says that he spoke this parable a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and sowed fruit on it and found none and he said to the dresser of his vineyard behold these three years i come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none cut it down why does it encumber the ground in other words why does it waste the ground so he says in verse 18 and answering he said to him lord let it be alone this year also until i dig around it and throw manure and verse 9 says that and if it be bears fruit well if not 
and after you shall cut it down. So, it was a wonderful parable concerning the Lord being uh, this coming to this unfruitful fig tree and we see that in this parable the unfruitful fig tree uh, is, 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 is referring to something and God here is the Lord of that, that vineyard where there is this unfruitful fig tree and this parable indicates that God as the owner of the fig tree planted in his vineyard and, it, and then uh, he came in the son Jesus Christ. Are you following me? After planting he comes to check and he comes in the son Jesus Christ to the, that is when he came to the Jewish people. These Jewish people are as a fig tree planted in God's promised land. Remember they had received the promised land in the days of Joshua. He planted them there but they are not giving him the proper fruit. Praise the name of Jesus. So comes in the uh, in this land as uh, and he puts this Israel there in his promised land they become a vineyard so sometime he comes to seek fruit from them they don't have it says that I have been seeking for three years this is verse 7 it says I did not find any so he wanted to cut them down but then Jesus Christ as the son as the vine dresser prayed, interceded for them that God the Father would tolerate them until he died for them on the cross. You see, that is how he dug the ground around the fig tree in verse 8. He had to die on the cross and, and he gave them fertilizer, which is his new life. Glory to God. Through own manure unto them, hoping that they would then repent. And produce fruit because he has died for them. And we see that uh, they refuse. Then it says, if they refuse, you will cut them down. So, you look unto these passages in Luke that we have read in Luke chapter 11, 29 to 32. When you read also Luke chapter 11, 42 to 52, they are simply unveiled in the Jewish people as an evil generation. And this uh, confirms the interpretation of this parable. Now, when you look into such parables, you see that they carry a meaning. Now, in the parable of the Jewish, uh, in this parable we have seen in Luke chapter 11, we see that, in Luke chapter 13, we see that the Jewish people are regarded by God as a fig tree. And when God did not find fruit on this tree, in the days he was like with Jesus, Jesus was here on earth within the Jewish people. So when he didn't find, he was thinking to cut them down, to cut this fig tree down. But the vine dresser, who this time is Jesus Christ, he begged, he interceded, Father, do not do so. Don't do this until, by means of my death and resurrection, I'll dig around the, this tree, the Jewish people. I'll throw some manure. See? And if the tree, the Jewish people still do not bring forth fruit, then cut it down. You see? Now, this is actually what took place. Because the Jews, they did not repent even when they saw Jesus had resurrected. So, uh, even when Jesus died for them, even when he resurrected, even when the Spirit came upon them, this is typified by the manure. 
So the fig tree refused and it was cut down. Still this happened in AD 70. You see, when Titus the Roman uh, uh, brought in the Roman army to Jerusalem, they destroyed Jerusalem. It was destroyed. It was cut down as this fig tree. You see, Jesus could warn them. Even came when they were worshipping him, throwing their clothes down, saying, Hosanna to the one that is coming. And he tells them that Jerusalem, you have failed to know the days of your visitation. So he warned them and warned them. So he gave them a lot of parables. Parables to so that he, he may reveal himself to what he is. A kind of God that had visited them. Let us proceed to our fifth uh, parable concerning this wonderful God that has revealed himself. I believe that we, uh, when time uh, allows, we shall finish with this one today. But we see that another parable is the master of the house in the parable of the great dinner. And let us read from Luke chapter 14 verse 15 to 24. Verse 15 to 24. You see uh, this master of the house in this parable and that is verse, uh, Luke 14 verses 15 the Bible talks about and one of those who reclined with him had these things and he said to him blessed are those eating bread in the kingdom of God. We have started with the verses uh, 15 throughout we are going to read uh, throughout verses 24 if you are reading with us it says that and he said to him a certain man made a great supper and invited many and he sent his servants to sup at supper time to say to those who were invited come for all things are now ready verse 18 says that and all with one consent began to make excuse the first said to him, I have brought a piece of ground. I must go and see it. I beg you, have me excused. I will not attend. Then another said that I have bought five yoke of oxen and I am going to test them. I beg you, have me excused. And another, another one said, oh, I have just married a wife. Therefore, I cannot come. It will be my, my honeymoon. In other words, all of them that were invited, they disappointed the 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 the, 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 the what the host, the master of the, the 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 party. So, verse twenty says that, and another said, okay, verses twenty one. And coming up, that servant reported these things to the to his lord, and the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. You see, this is gospel preaching. Go in the streets and do evangelism. Bring anything. So that's when we came in, even the Gentiles, we came in because the Jews had refused. So, Bible says, and the servant said, Lord, it is done. As you have commanded, the room is filled with the people, filled with the guests. Now, we see that in this parable, the great dinner, this great dinner is different from the marriage feast. We saw in Matthew 22, the marriage feast, but in Luke chapter 14, we are talking about the great dinner. And there is a difference. 
marriage feast was for the reward of the kingdom. But when we come to the great dinner is for God's full salvation, whereby he will save anyone to the fullest. God as that certain man that is mentioned in Luke 14:16 has prepared his full salvation as a great dinner and he has called everyone to come in. He's not re- he's not going to cast out those that are not ready. Yet in Matthew 22, he calls many, but he finds one that's, that, that is not having the marriage dress. See, how did you come here without a, a wedding garment? So he cast that one out. But in Luke 14, it is typifying God's great full salvation, whereby everyone can come and enjoy. What the, 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 the master wants is that dinner to have everyone on it. Salvation is for everyone. So, our father has prepared his full salvation as a great dinner. And he has sent out first the apostles as his slaves to invite the Jews. That is what we saw in verses 16, 17. They refused. They were occupied by their riches. Occupied such some had lands, cattle. Then another one says, uh-uh, "Me, I have just married. I have a wife." They refused his invitation. So we see that then God sent the apostles to invite the street people, the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame. See, because of their poverty, misery, problems, they are struggling. These people receive God's invitation. Such people, they, they get saved quickly because they are tired of the situation. These rich guys, they, they will always give excuse. They will mind about their business, their investments. Such people that are living a happy life, they are enjoying their family life. I don't want to come to such an invitation of salvation. But yet God, we see that God's salvation is still had room for more says go and bring more therefore he sent his slaves to go out further to the Gentiles the Gentile world that's how the gospel has come to us so he told them go go to the roads and hedges compel the Gentiles to come in and fill up the rooms for his salvation my child did not die in vain go and bring any other people so this is how the Gentiles are brought in when you read in uh, Acts chapter Acts chapter 13 verse 46 to 48 Bible shows us that it began uh, it began with 46 says that but speak, speaking boldly Paul and Barnabas said it was necessary it was necessary for the word of God to be spoken to you first. Since indeed you put it far from you, and judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life, no, we turn to the nations. From that day, Paul and Barnabas returned to the Gentiles. They say, we shall go to other nations. If Israel, you say you are occupied with your religion, with every other stuff. So he says that for, so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have set you be a light of the nations for salvation to the end of the earth. And hearing the nations rejoiced and glorified the word of the Lord. The nations heard that now the gospel can be freely preached to them. They rejoiced. 
a glorified the word of the Lord and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed you see there are some people that God ordained that they will get saved and such people when you read you reach unto them they will get saved praise Jesus so we have also uh, one verse one, one one scripture that is in Romans chapter 11 verse 25 then we shall close uh, this episode today Romans 11 verses 25 we see that uh, here Paul says in the, when he came to Romans he says that I do not want you to be ignorant of that this mystery brothers lest you should be wise within yourself within yourselves that blindness in part has happened to Israel Israel became blind in that they didn't see the gospel, the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ until the fullness of the nations has come in. You see, now Israel's blindness brought in nations. They were brought in unto salvation. Now, I want you to ponder on these five, uh, first five parables and you see the goodness of the Lord and now he's explaining himself in parables. We have seen uh, God explaining and revealing himself in the in plain words, but now we are enjoying him in parables. He is there. When Jesus gave these parables, he was typifying his father and even himself, and even the, those that would come to him. I want you to stay blessed in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. This is Pastor Dennis Matov, Freedom Experience Ministry. Please download our application from Google Play Store. It is called Freedom Experience app. All visit our website at www.freedomexperienceministry.org. God bless you. I love you. Bye bye.